0: You are listening to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 107, sponsored by Jim Hanley's Universe and the Netflix. Whew. I'm feeling better. Generals gathered in their
1: masses, just like witches at black masses. Evil minds that plot destruction, sorcerer of death's construction.
0: Hey, before we get started with the Pick of the Week show, we wanted to let you know that Ron spent a little bit of time talking to Gerard Way, writer of Umbrella Academy from Dark Horse Comics and the singer from My Chemical Romance. If you want to listen to that, you can look just below this show in the feed or you can go to ifanboy.com and download it directly. And let's get back to the show. Hello and welcome to the ifanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 107. I am Josh, and I'm here with one of you, Ron, and <laughs> Connor. That's good. It feels good. like we
2: just—it feels like we just did this.
0: Well, yes. yeah. <laughs> what have you accomplished Amazing. with your week? <clears throat> Not so, a lot. Uh, I play that. ifanboy.com is our comic book website where we talk about comic books and we like them. So uh, each week, we—one of us will read all—we'll all read all our books, and then one of us will have the job of picking the best one of the week. And you all know how that works. They write a review on the site. And then we come here and talk about that and other books on the podcast, Um, and of course there's the warning, we're going to talk about what happens in the books, so if you haven't read them yet, you know, we would spoil them, and we don't want to do that. Um, I haven't read them yet. Well, you're you're
2: woefully (laughs) unprepared. You're you're (laughs) exempt.
0: Um, All right. There were so many books this week. It was, like, I
2: feel like the past couple of weeks we've been like, there have been so many books, there were so many books. Yeah. But um, this week there were so many books.
0: And so uh, we're doing a special episode, all books. Yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes, all books, no voicemail, no email. So um, if you're hoping to hear yourself, uh, if you called in, wait till next week.
1: All books? Uh, We've had to bring back the dreaded bell, which we didn't want to do. Ron,
0: <laughs> Ron st- you re- have to start this cavalcade off because you indeed uh, had the pick. I
2: heard the bell. The bell's being reworked. Get the bell away. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: um, yeah,
2: no, so I, so, uh, I had the daunting um, uh, challenge. I spent like $96 at the store this week. Um, yes. it was ridiculous 70 yeah yeah it was ridiculous on those kind of weeks it's always the one you don't expect to pop up and grab you isn't it <laughs> yeah. um that's what happened with me um captain marvel number one a miniseries five issue miniseries written by brian we brian reed drawn by lee weeks <laughs> i always said brian weed <laughs> <laughs> i went to high school with a brian weed <laughs> um brian reed and lee weeks and Brian
1: Reed suddenly everywhere all of a sudden.
2: Brian, we yeah. For those who don't know, Brian we Brian Reed. <laughs> <laughs> I just say it, my God. <laughs> Brian Reed um, was the he uh, teamed up with Bendis and co-wrote the um, Ultimate Spider-Man video game, and that kind of got his entryway into comics somewhat. Um, and he. He's been he's been co-writing Illuminati with Bendis, and then he apparently very quietly has been putting together a pretty nice run on Ms. Marvel recently. And so it looks like he's he's got his kind of niche of the Marvel universe with the Marvel characters as uh. as he tackles, tackles Captain Marvel. To give a little background. For those who aren't maybe Marvel zombies or aren't aware of the madness that's happened in our lives over the past year, this big thing called civil war happened and
1: <laughs> We promise never speak of that again. I yeah. Know, I know. But,
2: but in order to understand this, you need to understand what happened was sure. was that they um Civil War, you know, big huge crossover, big event, change the status quo. Dreadfully late, Steve McNiven sick, delays, 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 blah, blah, blah. Right around it was like January or February, right, right before it ended. Oh, seemingly out of nowhere, they brought back Captain Marvel. It was so inexplicable. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Um, Ca- Captain Marvel was um, he was a he was a character He was an Avengers character. It was around in the '60s and '70s. Um, who, in one of the best stories Marvel's ever told, died. Um, there was a story where he he uh, catches cancer. He doesn't catch cancer. He, he <laughs>
1: catch the cancer. <laughs> he, he caught the cancer,
2: <laughs> and um and he. And he dies of cancer, which is it was a tragic, you know, tale. And he was a hero. He was. A, it was grounding the heroes yeah. in reality. Exactly. It was really, really good. One of those ones that you really hold up uh, uh, in the Marvel canon on a high shelf, going, "This is what you know, what the realistic kind of set in our world universe, Marvel is can, can produce." Um, and so, and he was also one of those kind of Bucky, Jason Todd esque characters that are supposed to stay dead.
1: Well, this is the year for that to go out the window. Exactly.
2: So seemingly for no reason, as opposed to bringing him back from the dead, what they did was they plucked him out of time, and they brought Captain Marvel from just before he gets cancer to our present. Iron Man puts him in charge of the prison in the negative zone. He's the warden. Forty-two. It made no sense because then after that he never appeared again.
1: Never even mentioned.
2: Never even mentioned it exactly. And so when I heard that they were going to do a Captain Marvel miniseries, I kind of laughed. I said he yeah, had good luck with that one, you know, because it was just it was just a completely useless bringing back of a character. It was just completely, you know. I don't know. It just it had it, no
1: point. It, it seemed to have no point.
2: Yeah, it had no point, and and I know, you know, and, and uh, some might disagree with me or whatever, but it also, to me, cheapened the original story of his death and the legacy of the character because it's kind of like, you know, yeah, yeah, that didn't really matter because now he's back and just ignore that.
1: Well, now it's now you're losing the, the grounding in reality, and you're, and you're on par with DC. And, exactly. Go exactly.
2: So fast forward to you know yes to Wednesday. When um, I, I sit down and I crack open Captain Marvel number One, partially because you know i 'm trying to give things a chance i 'm trying not to be so quick to judge trying to be you know a little bit better of a better comic reader, um, so I 'm like yeah, I'll give it a shot um, and I was just immediately out of the gate I was completely surprised we had about four pages of like civil war kind of recap where apparently Captain Marvel made a split second appearance in the big final battle before, right before Iron Man and Captain America uh, fought and the one of the only people to see him was Spider-Man and Spider-Man kind of freaks out saying you know Where's Captain Marvel? You know, it's like wasn't enough to tarnish the memory of Thor. He had to do it with Captain Marvel too because he thought that they it was a clone. Yeah. You know, and which I thought was a really good kind of like one of those moments, those in between panels moments that we know happened in Civil War that we would have liked to have seen in like the in in, you know Frontline or one of the other books, but really didn't. And and had they done this in Civil War, it would have made a lot more sense for bringing back the Captain Marvel character. But whatever. But then after that, there's just a beautiful series of pages of like space. And I know I'm a little dorky, but like. Todd Klein did the lettering and the title page. Just the lettering and the font used, and just the layout of it was just really. You really, are dorky. I am dorky, but it really kind of impressed me. And immediately six pages in, I'm like, okay, maybe maybe this is better than I think it is. And I go through, and we find out that Captain Marvel, since he he kind of escaped the not escape, but left his post at the prison and has been living in France in Paris um, just as a regular human. Um, and Tony Stark sends somebody. I don't. And the thing is, I don't know who this character was but apparently some former agent character who's in france to tony stark sends uh, to go find captain marvel she tracks him down and says listen you know iron man want you to come back and we get this insight into captain marvel and what he was and what he meant to the world and what he meant as a character in the marvel universe that really i think a lot of people reading marvel comics didn't really know about that he was really kind of seen as as this kind of very you know powerful very almost you know godlike character so much that he's inspired a church that's been in you know kind of devout followers in his you know in his name and and they wear kind of robes that's that are similar to his costume but um but what's interesting is that we we see that he does he doesn't want to he didn't want to be the post uh, he didn't want to be the warden in the prison and he doesn't want to be captain marvel returned because he doesn't want to um Remind people of how he died, how he, he feels ashamed because he didn't die as a soldier exactly he didn't die a warrior's death and he's and he's absolutely ashamed of it um, and eventually comes to the realization that you know he might be ashamed of it, but you know, but right now, today, he's alive, and that means something. And it ends with this great kind of inspirational return. You know, where the Avengers are fighting some big, you know, almost Iron Giant-esque robot. Almost. And the, I know it's yeah, the Iron it's, Giant, dude.
0: Yeah, it's the Iron Giant. <laughs> um, and they're oh, fighting. The, there's no, there's nothing about that.
2: <laughs> and it looks like they're getting their asses kicked when all of a sudden this, you know, big bolt of light goes right through his head, and it turns. And the last, the last page was the stunning page, and that's really what got me is that on top of this robot wreckage is Captain Marvel and you know kind of saying you know I, you know even though I may die soon today I'm alive and today I stand as a warrior and say I'm here I made this happen and it was just kind of this kind of you know insp- inspiring moment that made me realize Captain Marvel is the character they want the century to be
1: yeah that was a that was a really brilliant if I can stroke your ego. Uh, oh, realization your part is it made Sentry so redundant. Exactly. This, this miniseries. I, was re- when I, I read it and Sentry uh, makes an appearance, doesn't he? Or is he, he's talked about? Yeah, he's talked about, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, just mentioning him in the same book as Mar- Captain Marvel, you realize it, how, how much of a pale comparison Sentry oh, is. It's, it's forced, you know. Is Captain so. Marvel that all-powerful?
2: Yeah, no, because Captain Marvel, the majority of his uh, – Captain Marvel's powers come from those two gold bracelets, the quantum yeah. bands, and he pretty much it has cosmic-level power. But like he oh. he is like Thor level.
0: Oh, see, I thought he was like Wonder Man level.
1: No, no no. He, no, no. No, no, no. He was a he was a big deal. He's a badass. Yeah, he's okay. totally badass. So, Wonder um, which is why the irony of him dying not in combat but just of, of cancer from in, those, in your mind. Effects. Do you
0: guys do what I do, where you, you I refer to the Marvel handbook that I read, however many decades ago. And like yeah, I'm right. like, oh yeah, he does 80 tons. Yeah, he does 10 tons. He does.
2: Yeah, no, you mean the one you read 10 years ago. You mean the one I read last week? <laughs> yeah, okay, that will work
0: too. <laughs> but like in my mind, I'm always like Spider Man, 10 tons. You yeah, know, no, I lo- plus 100. Iron. I iron. love
2: the. I love those handbooks with all the where you can see what the the, the their their level of uh, power yeah. was. And yeah, it, yeah, it was great. So anyway. Um, but, yeah, no, so so it really kind of you know and it 's tough because I understand you know it must be difficult for Marvel because they know they have this great character who fills this icon role that they want to have filled, but they killed him. and yeah. so like this is the way around it i don 't know if he 's going to if at the end of this miniseries he 's going to be sticking around or if they'll he they, 'll send him back into time yeah, i don't well,
1: know. Talking about how the they dilemma is that. You can't keep him out of time because then he won't die when he died before, and then right. it'll be all screwy. They'll exactly. probably
0: do it like they do with Barry Allen, where Barry Allen's never come back, but he shows up out of time every once in a while when they want him.
2: Maybe. I feel like I've seen Barry Allen more than I've seen Wally West. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're right. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's how they, – they, the to- once you introduce the being able to pluck somebody out of time, you can do it whenever. you know. But and, But it was also that they didn't explain. Like he doesn't know how he got to our time. Like which I think was good. Like Brian Reed really picked up on the the re- not the redeemable but recoverable plot points that Jenkins Paul Jenkins left by writing the return and really made some, he kind of made lemonade out of lemons. I hate to use a cliche or whatever, but like that it, it, it turned cliches. Out. Yeah, I do. But um, <laughs> it turned it. He really he took a really bad situation and and my mind made a good comic book. And Lee Weeks, I gotta admit. Great. He's one, of those, he's one of those artists – I mentioned this in the review on iFanboy.com. He's one of those artists that I know by name. I'd be like, oh, yeah, Lee Weeks. And aside from that one run on Daredevil, I don't know what else he's done.
1: He's done like everything.
2: Yeah, he has. I was looking at his profile. He's done everything. And um, He's like and I don't know,
1: Jerry Ordway.
2: Yeah, and I don't know if it's a combination of Stefano, really good Stefano Guadino's inks and um, and uh, the co- I forget who did the colors, um, Jason Keith colors. But this whole the artistic presentation, I'm telling you, that last page, I was like, I want that as like a pinup. That last page is great, you know. So anyway,
1: yeah, the art was really good. He did the uh, Winter Soldier one shot.
2: Yeah, really it's cool. it's almost like a a, um, a more comic booky J Lee on that last page. You know, not not as an erratic J. Lee. You know what the I mean? Rest like of the when book Jay... all
0: three really looks like that, though.
2: No, yeah, exactly, yeah. No, I mean, the rest of the book looks looks good. I mean, it looks it 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 looks classic Marvel, but it, like I said, with a mar- with a modern kind of take on it. You know, so.
1: Right. I enjoyed it. I thought, I, mean, I thought it was fun. I was pl- pleasantly surprised by it. Um, I didn't love it as much as you did, but I didn't dislike it, so in that sense it was Yeah,
2: well and don't get me wrong, it's not like I'm not, you know, again I'm not you know, we, we, we define this pick of the week as the best book right. personally we found. This sure. is this is the one book that I wanted to, that I, I had to write the review first, then you guys would have found it after I wrote the review. But like this is the one book that I wanted to call you both to be like, Did you read that? you know, like that's it, it moved me that much,
0: you know. Yeah, I kinda had the opposite effect. I read this and I was like, oh, Connor, don't even bother. And then you picked it and I was like, really? And then I read it again today and I was like, maybe I missed some- – I didn't miss anything. I don't know what you saw. I was this, – this felt to me like the most average book. Like I was like, oh, it's just this kind of thing. And maybe well, – I think,
1: I think if you've got no connection to the character in the past, you won't yep. be as moved by his return. If you I guess. No but, who. you know, like the whole thing with the
0: cult, I was like, we've seen that recently. You know, in DC and, well, yeah, and other and, stuff. Yeah, and
2: and, 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 and and yeah, but keep in mind. I mean, this is the first issue, so I don't know where he's going with this. I mean, it could very well be I could have egg on my face at issue five, and this is the most awful thing ever printed. I, I fully acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. But for first one out of the gate, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, so.
0: I, I thought this was. I mean, I don't think it was bad. I just thought it was really. I was nothing that really grabbed me. it, I thought this is why we're different people.
2: Exactly, but other than that, it was a huge week in in every comic universe as far as I can
1: think of. Right? Yes. I mean, uh, <laughs>
2: where where to begin?
1: New Avengers thirty six. It's, it's a little strange because the the Avengers timelines are so far off that you keep bouncing between times. You know, the last thing we read with them was the big scroll reveal in Illuminati. So you want to jump right into that, but uh, it's got I think New Avengers business. is slightly behind.
0: Right. I, you know, it's funny about these these uh, the last few issues of New Avengers is that I've really had this like afterwards of like I think I liked that a lot, and I'm not <laughs> quite sure. But like, and then I have to sit there and I go over it in my head and I flip through it and I'm like, no, no, I liked it. I did, I did. But I really like I have to think about it for a second because it's. I don't know if it's just unorthodox in the way that it's, it's set up.
2: It's, it, Bendis is really challenging us as readers, I think. I mean, because he's changing – he's playing with the timeline. He's changing the device. Mm-hmm. He's, he's making almost each issue in and of itself a unique kind of experience. And there's
0: a lot – I, I was going to say there's a lot in this issue.
2: Yeah, there's a lot in this issue. And I I, I personally – I really liked the first half with the – you know, he kind of got around – he got around the whole fight and what happened by having Luke Cage telling Jessica Jones what happened afterwards, which I thought was an interesting device—a bit of a cop out. The one thing I didn't understand is that was it—you know—essentially all of Manhattan gets hit with a chemical bomb that causes people to turn into Venom's, and that's what mm-hmm. they fought. And apparently, Doctor Doom did that.
1: I, I assume. Listen, that I don't think it's important. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I say the, the for me the first quarter was the least interesting part, and I wanted that to be over as fast as possible. Yeah.
0: Well, the whole and I Venom the
1: yeah, fight. I think, and I might be wrong, but it
0: feels a little like he was trying to make the statement that if you're Luke Cage, then these sort of extinction level events happen all the time and they're not really that important.
1: Like right. are telling your wife about your day at work when you're in bed. Right. They're, yeah. they're,
0: or they're yeah. not important, but they're not significant. Right. So like, where you're seeing it from another side, I suppose, and it felt like a lot of people were thrown off by that. Like they were like, I wanted to see the symbiote fight, and I, you know, I was fine. It was over. I was I was cool with that because it I gave was so him, happy when it was over. Yeah, I didn't need that. But it was like – I think the idea was that if you were reading any other book, it would have been a really big deal and issues long and blah, blah, blah. But in this, he was like, yeah, so this happened today. Really? Yeah, yeah. you know. I thought it was neat. Yeah. So the,
2: the, big, the big reveal at the end when they basically they track down the hood and then it ends on the last page where it looks like apparently every hero in the Marvel universe, that's the Doctor Strange thing, right? I
1: don't know. And, Probably. Yeah.
2: It's a good cliffhanger though.
0: I I definitely thought so, and there was a sense of danger. I really liked when the the Avengers were all sitting there like, we can't do that. That's too much. (laughs) And, and like, you never hear that. You never, ever hear that where they're tactically saying we can't take them. Another another thing that I heard um, people saying is that, like, Bendis has made the hood into somebody, you know, formidable, I suppose. I have no problem with that because if he's not going to – you know, like – what they, they need could, formidable villains. They do. Oh, I'm fine with they I love it I
2: love it. Yeah. Right,
0: but they can't keep making like the same you know, it's like, oh, it's Ultron again. They need new things. So if you have to make another character who's new and, and you, you make them into something somebody powerful, there's no problem with that. That's just creating, I think. Yeah. or it's
1: even using some of the materials that they had around. Um no, absolutely I'm the problem I was that's the part I was ha- looking to get forward to. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I wanted to get to that the hood part and that's I'm looking forward to the next issue a lot. I think I, it's gonna be good. I love how they were intimidated by the wrecking crew.
2: Yeah, oh, that's, ooh, that's. <laughs> um, the, the one thing on the art side I, I've been loving Lionel Yu's um, art This whole run and everything But I honestly didn't Between having Frank Cho on Mighty Avengers And Lionel Yu on New Avengers I never thought an issue of New Avengers Would be the boob spectacular
0: It certainly was Jessica, there was, uh, Jessica Jones and Drew Jessica and... Jones, Spider-Woman,
2: Wasp as a Venom Like There were boobs on like, Huge, massive yeah. boobs It, it was a little weird Yeah, it was really weird yeah, He also but... really
0: tightened up his pencils this yeah, book. he did a lot, and I I think it worked. I, I thought yeah. it was a really good looking issue. The panel layouts on this were really interesting too. Just to, yeah. I really
1: want him to draw Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. He's... I think the, I think the character
0: he does the best with is Wolverine. It's like he, the... he was on the book at one point. I think
1: he, that's when he, that's
2: how he started. That's yeah. what his his career started with on Wolverine. So yeah,
0: I'm I'm pretty sure I liked this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as long as you're pretty sure, (laughs) yeah, that's fine. That's the best I can give you.
2: All right then. (laughs) So moving on.
0: So I remember I read the Avengers Initiative, and I said, "You guys, yeah." I said, "You guys need to read this." And it wasn't because it was a particularly good book or bad book or anything like that. But I don't. I don't. Something big happened in the Spider-Man mythos, really.
2: If if Marvel not the Spider-Man mythos, the entire if if they choose to use this, this could be our first Civil War retcon. Yep, it is. <laughs> no, it, it totally, totally is. I mean, that's the thing is that like you know, after reading this issue, now I know they're bringing Captain America back.
0: Well, we knew. You that. Know,
2: from- the- they will undo the Civil War status quo eventually
1: slowly but surely the big thing is- I never had that there was never any doubt in that I'm just yeah. surprised they're doing it so quickly yeah, and exactly. in this book yeah. well explain what you- happened
0: well basically Peter Parker's out and, and I read this a little while ago so get, bear with me uh, he ends up in a fight with uh, three guys who are using the, the iron spider suits that, that Tony developed which piss him off um, and they end up having to team up against a villain basically. And so they each do each other a turn. And then at the very end, there's a bunch of uh, reporters around talking to Peter Parker and they all turn themselves – they use the cloaking device in their suit to turn themselves into Peter Parker. And so they, –
2: they, they, they change their costumes to be a black Spider-Man costume, a red and blue Spider-Man costume, right. an iron spider costume. And Peter's in just jeans and a jacket and a hat. They basically so. plant
0: a seed of doubt as to whether Peter Parker – like in the in the culture, whether it's Peter Parker is actually Spider Man or if that was well, just look, a hoax,
2: you know, even more so is what they what they do is that they they all appear to be Spider Man, and then when all the press is there, they change the costumes to all look like Peter with the hat and the yeah. and the jackets so all yeah. look the same, and they tell the press, "Oh no, Mister Parker stole a government suit. It was never Spider Man's been a government agent all along." And it, it, it like you said, it plants that seed of doubt, and you've got the reaction of everyone going, "No, but Parker said he's Spider Man," and and. Yeah. Now you've got the out where he could be like, I'm not Spider-Man. What do you cry? I stole that suit. I was doing for the government, you know. And like, and it's it's it, kind of a Daredevil thing
1: where, where it is exactly a Daredevil people, thing. Some people are going to think he's Spider-Man, but other people are not are not going to believe it. And yeah, it's it's strange. It's <laughs> happening in that book. It's not being dealt with at all in the Spider-Man books. What Spider-Man? Um, exactly. It's yeah. What Spider-Man?
2: Book? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then the I mean, as far as this book goes,
0: the clones, the Spider Iron Spiders were all is it MVP was it? Is that
1: well that's the way the last page yeah. the Iron Spiders come back to the base and they all there's a, they all take off their masks this was a problem see I, I read this issue because I because Josh said to I hadn't read the previous issues at all except for the first one um and the way the art was drawn, the, they take off their masks and it appears they're all clones of the MVP character. But the way yeah, that they I'd were kind of forgotten it, about, yeah, they looked like they were clones of Spider Man. Which
2: yeah, you know, I agree. Yeah. We didn't know MVP. The only thing that gave it away was that, that the the German professor guy was pissed that they did that, and they kind of rebelled against their kind of clonal programming. And the the the, <laughs> the, the, the clones the, always <laughs> rebel. The the MVP body that was I guess what was modeled of them is, is in a little holding tank, and he's grinning. Yeah. So I, don't I,
0: I, I mean, and I, at first when I read this, I did think. I was like are these Spider-Man clones?
1: Would they do that? that that's just a problem with the art not dis- yeah. distinguishing the characters. Yeah. But, but at first but I
0: thought that's ballsy. That's what I
1: thought you were talking about. I thought oh my yeah. god they no, clone I was Spider-Man.
0: I was and I realized later that that actually wasn't the case, but still just the fact that they they I mean fixed the Spider-Man or you know moved it along in this book is so strange even though Dan Slott's one of the writers of the new Amazing book.
1: I I really liked the Spider-Man this and, and it makes me look look forward to his his amazing Spider Man more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that ever, ever, ever comes out. And next year. Next year, <laughs> so so that was the whole. I'll long... be too old for comics, by Aven-
2: then. Avengers Initiative. Wow, a major book. It totally. I mean, I wonder how many people read that and picked up on it, and uh, and it's like the kind of thing where it's it's just a seeded out, lying dormant. That if they want to make explode in the Spider Man book, they can. You know, yeah. So, yeah.
0: I don't know Man. how I feel about it. Like, I think that they need to fix it, obviously, but at the same time, like, what was all the what was all that about? Yeah, it just seems. a they, mi- they never
1: mind. They never mind it. They never got any good stories out of his identity being exposed. They Not never did one. anything with it.
2: They got, they got Aunt May getting shot, then we got one more day.
1: They basically got – what they got was a bunch of publicity in the mainstream media, and that was it. They never yeah. got anything else out of it.
2: Well, when you're running a business, sometimes that's a good thing. So I then the,
1: other, if
0: I just, the other problem with this book then, this Avengers Initiative book, is that I don't I – don't, like if there's an overall story, it's moving really slow because he's doing – they're doing so many other things. Like this was a fun issue, but like yeah. get to it, the story of the book. Whatever that.
2: May I, be. I mean, like, I like Dan Slott as a writer, and I'm excited for him on Spider-Man, and, and I don't know how much of this is his fault versus not, but mm-hmm. this book is not the book I was sold before issue one came out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it has not delivered the
0: vision that I thought it was going to be. So. I think he has to drive too much of the Marvel Universe through this book, and he doesn't. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're trying to make up for everything else in the pages of this. Like, no, it'll be explained here, but because of that, this can't get on a track. Yeah. Um, to drive forward.
1: Next, X Factor 25 is part three of Messiah Complex, and this is um the first. Event book we're going to talk about. There's a second one coming up next, and I think we're at two different ends of the spectrum here.
2: One, yeah, this this one's just getting started, and the other one's just ending.
1: Um, or quality spectrum, quality too. I
2: was really worried about the Messiah Complex c- crossover because I was afraid when once it started bouncing into the other books and other writers started writing it, like similar to that awful beast thing that went on through the X books, <laughs> that it would lose quality. Um, I don't know, Connor, if you shared my concern about that. Uh, what did yes? You, did you think the quality was maintained? Yes. It
1: totally was. Yes. Like it was ex- it was really good. Ridiculously good.
0: Now, I'm not reading the Messiah complex. I don't want to and I when I first heard like it's going to take over a title that I really like, I was I was like, "Oh, that's annoying." I don't you know like I hate when I have to do that. It happens sometimes. It's fine. I understand. Um and I don't really care about the story going on, but I can definitely see that this was really well done. It was a, yeah. it was a yeah. good issue. It was fun to read. Um I'm not going to follow the Messiah complex story. I don't care. But like he's still, you know, it's still the voices of those characters and everything, and so it was, it was good. Yeah, it,
2: it was. I mean, and I mean, honestly, I mean, I I hope that your just your stubbornness or whatever isn't going to keep you because this has been really good, and it's I, it, and I, I, I read the first couple, I just didn't steep, like it. I don't care. Yeah, but like w- it's it, what what I was afraid of when it got to the other issues was that it would focus on just the folks in X Factor and just the folks in New X Men, right. blah blah, but. But this I mean the Jamie Madrox and, and and Richter were were only in it for like a third of the book, maybe half. No, Cyclops know, and Wolverine. Cyclops, and the new X Men, like it's like it's 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 truly being like I really feel as if the X Men are you I hate to say it, but the X Men are united in this event. And yeah, yeah I know, I know, I'm sorry. But um and that you know we see you know so we see Madrox and Richter hatching uh, – well Richter hatching the plan to go undercover to the um uh, undercover with the the people I forget what they're called I want to call them the Purists but that's not it I forget the, what it is. Um, the
1: pure the purifiers purifiers yeah run by Morgan Freeman
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> saw that too and then at the same time Madrox and Layla Miller go to visit Forge in Dallas which
1: was awesome we haven't seen what's them. with all the goateed. Marvel characters being douches. <laughs> well, Forge wasn't that much of a douche. He sent he sent Layla Miller and the, the the clones out
2: without. He didn't, he didn't mean to. What happened was that what happened was the the plot that they wanted to do was that uh, Forge had invented a time machine and they saw two alternate realities where mutants were present as well. So they made two dupes of Jamie to go into those realities, find the mutant, and then immediately kill themselves so that Jamie would then get the knowledge. Genius so plan. But he didn't
0: but Jamie tell didn't, Jamie that. Right, he, right, he, yeah. Well, that, yeah, the Layla that's, thing that's, wasn't that's on douche. purpose, but the but the douchebaggy thing was he didn't tell because yeah, he said they, they that were, he implanted it was a trip. that because um, he doesn't know if that's going to work. And you're talking into You just really. love Forge. I like Forge,
2: but then um, what I like about Forge is that if you look at, if you open up to the page where he's um, he's got the time machine when the first dupe goes back in time, he built the time machine. It's kind of like a um, what's the spinning thing like a centrifuge, and it's an X. Yeah. It's like I love how they just you know they they keep working the X theme throughout all everything they do. It's I just like it They're Yep. But um, but it was great. It was a lot of fun. So
0: I'm see, glad for, to see it. For me, this is, I'm not, not reading this because I think it's going to be bad. I'm not reading it because I'm not interested in it, whereas World War Hulk, I just thought it was going to be bad. Well, well you were it, right. Yes, I was. Can I just... Listen, if you liked World War Hulk, that's your thing. That's good. But if you knew it was going to be bad and you kept buying it, I have no mercy for you.
2: So did we all buy it?
1: I mean, I, I thought I was going to be the only one who bought it. No, I bought it. I told you I would buy it. I hate you for making me buy this series now. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I stopped it. I don't remember if I stopped after one or two, but. You Josh, how did we how did we surmise this, was, this series would end when when the first issue happened? Um, Who would be the major throwdown?
0: I'm gonna guess it was the Sentry.
1: Yeah. Wow, that's a shock.
0: And and also, uh, were there in fact no stakes because the Hulk wouldn't kill anybody, and so what's the point of the whole thing?
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Basically, yes. Wow. It was it was bad. This is,
2: but I'll give you I'll give you guys. It was the, beautiful though. I'll give no. I'll give you guys the key to enjoy this comic. Do don't read any of the word balloons. Yeah. Only read the sound
0: effects.
2: <laughs> this, <laughs> seriously, this possibly – this should win an Eisner for best lettering. And I know – I mean Chris Eliopoulos did the letter, letters. We know he's one of our favorite letterers. But like best lettering as well as best sound effects. I mean the, the two-page spread when Hulk and Sentry – when Hulk is saying is on your heads and he punches the se- Sentry, the, the the sound effect is spakum, S-P-A-K-O-O-M. S-P-A-K-O-O-M. <laughs> the one under it is sprachom s-p-r-a-c-h-o-m-m-m like, like these sound effects were hysterical i'll go back and read the book only the sound yeah, they're great like are those crack. in the script <laughs> i i i actually um i emailed chris to ask him that <laughs> <laughs> and he said he said some were in the script some weren't some were you know some were all you know some were greg pack some were him he said they uh-huh. were all kind of mixed um and actually, he said, towards the end, he said it got it so bad that some of the sound effects are just the initials of everybody who worked on it. Like, um, <laughs> towards, like towards the end, it's J-R-J-R-K-J-C-S for John Romita Jr., Klaus jansen Christina Strain. One <laughs> <laughs> what is, what is GPK, GPK, GPK. Like, it's... <laughs> Like, it's almost as if they knew that, like, all right, let's just get this done. Let's just have fun with it. It's
1: like... Well, the
0: thing is, though, this was supposed to be just a fun book, but it was actually so bad that people couldn't even have fun with it. Well, like, some did. I mean, it was... I mean, it, some it, did.
1: But anybody looking was. for
0: any kind of a story, though, didn't... I
1: mean... No, there was no story. I need... I mean, I, It ends I really basically do. with the Hulk. Um, you find out that, the, oh, the, the Illuminati didn't actually kill all the people on the Hulk's planet. It was one of the Hulk's friends. And then... They capture Bruce Banner. Rick Jones maybe gets killed, and the they've got Hulk in this holding cell. And now we find out on the dead planet where the Hulk came from, arises uh, the H- son of Hulk. Jesus, and so dun, that, dun, dun, and, the Hulk,
2: and the Hulk apparently is going to be
0: red. Yeah, he comes back. It's awful. Uh, it's, oh, well, if you change his color, that's as good as having a real story. Ah, you can right, sell covers on that.
2: Yeah, so go read go read the um go read the sound effects. That will make the book better. So.
0: Krakum. Jigger, jigger, anyway. jigger, jigger
2: jigger. <laughs> um, Wolverine number 59, conversely, is not connected to any sort of storyline or event. Yes. Or that, but I thought it was interesting, similar to Avengers Initiative, in that Mark Guggenheim's really kind of, he's going to be like a Barry Windsor Smith and define a bit of the Wolverine character for us. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was really interesting. Say what you will about the Howard Shaken art; I'm enjoying it. But you know, essentially, we find out that you know Wolverine, you know, keeps you know, it, we go through, we kind of travel through Wolverine's life and through you know trying to understand why he is and who he is, and he fights every co- sort of iteration of himself from the Weapon X Wolverine to the Hulk Hulk uh, first appearance Wolverine to the Brown
1: Suit Wolverine and. And Even before that, too, though, when he's yeah. when he's in World War One and other. Times.
2: And and what I what I love is that what I thought was great about it is in doing that he has Wolverines fighting himself, and he's saying that you know. You've lost your edge. You're not as you're not as you know as good as you once were. You know, and, yeah, and I true. thought that was really interesting and really ballsy. I thought, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, it was it was you know bookcased around a stupid concept.
0: Wasn't the yeah. wasn't the end of his last run like a metaphysical journey into Wolverine's head too? Yeah. Like the end of the Civil yeah. War run. The yeah. last issue. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. And so, so this was that again. I guess.
1: But you get the feeling maybe they would. This is what he would have continued on with had he had he not. Why gone. didn't he just yeah. do it? Oh, because Jeff Loeb had that to tell the Ultimate Sabre. Tooth story Right
2: <laughs> uh, Anyway I just wanted To mention that Because because I thought It was it was a ballsy Thing to do
1: No I agree know? with you It was, it was very interesting that, that they basically Said you're not As badass as you Used to be Connor you take us bad. To the other side Of town well, First of all Ron I would have Hated to have been You this week Because there was A lot of really Good books Oh it was one,
2: Ridiculously impossible. Mean, it was it was very Very hard Don't get me wrong It was with a heavy... No no
1: absolutely I'd not envy At least one of The really good books is Green Arrow Black Canary Number two oh. uh, Continuing on The momentum Of awesomeness From the first issue So good uh, I just I I laughed so hard reading this issue. The thing that got me the most was um, Ollie Ollie. We found out last last issue Ollie's not dead. He's being imprisoned by the Amazons, and somehow he escapes. They don't show the escape, but he's, he's running naked through the through the woods, and he, he just yells, "Catch me if you can, you crazy broads!" <laughs> <laughs> and he's naked. I I laughed and laughed. Um, that just so perfectly sums up the character of Ollie Ollie. Yeah. Um, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Black Canary and, and, and Speedy and and Connor Hawk go in to, to rescue him, and of course the rescue goes awry because there's only four of them, and it's an army of Amazonians. So
2: what, what I thought was great was that was that you know when the whole exchange between the Amazonians and Black Canary and when they first got to the island, when um you know they they you know Connor Hawk is kind of you know kind of slinks in while Black Canary and Speedy are meeting with the Amazonians because the Amazonians a, want Black Canary to train them or something like that, it, you know and speedy just immediately starts pissing the amazonians don't like speedy and she starts arguing and one of the amazonians badmouth speedy and then just out of nowhere black canary socks her one i was just like i was like damn that was great it was (laughs) this
1: is this is really the the badass renaissance of black canary but um the art is just absolutely phenomenal in this book it's you can't even begin to talk about how good the art is out of nowhere, this guy is like fantastic.
2: I, I don't. I don't even feel qualified to talk about how good it is. You know what I mean? Because it's like, and it's like we we struggled with the first issue when we talked about it. It was. Yeah. You know It's it's slightly you know it's got, it seems kind of like that you know animationy kind of look, but it's not. And it's really really tight, but it's not thin. It's got it's got heft to it. You know, like I don't know. It's just it's uh, i I'm, This is artistically wise, I think my favorite book right now.
1: Cliff so. Chang, this might be my favorite book also. It's just, he, yeah. does, he does the faces and the emotions, and he does the action, and oh, everything I can hear Michael Lark crying right now.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, uh, it, that's just... <laughs> you no, know, you said you know? favorite. There's no degrees of favorite. You just replaced <laughs> Michael Lark.
1: I think this might be my new favorite.
0: Oh
2: man! Well, the, th- the thing is that don't get me wrong. The, the art, the art combined with a great story. I mean that's the yes. thing. And I think yeah. part, Michael Lark's doing great work. But I mean it's kind of slowed down the pace over there on, on the books he's working on. Whereas this has got all the energy of a great story plus the amazing art. I don't know. Yeah, whatever, man. These are two guys tell, that you really tell can that to Michael. Working on.
1: I will. I still love you, Michael. <laughs> Booster Gold number Connor. four. Hey, Michael Lark's on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <Booster. laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Michael Lark's the ladies' man. Yeah, that's true. I, <laughs> I draw Matt that Murdock. That'd be fantastic if Michael Lark was the ladies' man. Yeah, like he would be back to be my new favorite. Booster Gold number four. Um, Ron, I know you had some issues with this issue. I
2: did have some issues. I, I still liked it. Um, I like. I actually liked I actually found myself liking the art a lot during it. Yep. which I mm-hmm. thought was interesting. Um, I liked it. But... Ass. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But um I really like I really like the art in it but as the story progressed I didn't realize that this was going to wrap up the first story arc mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that they were that and one of the, one of the things I've struggled with this book is while it's been really great and we've loved we love the the concept and we love the approach but like out of the gate we're like oh it's quantum leap but in DC and then right. like and that, another issue went and we're like oh it's like it's like that but it's like the it's evil like, leapers yeah it's yeah the evil leapers and in this one it's like oh okay it's empire strikes back Right. You know like I th- they reveal Gold's who father? Yeah, Supernova is Bo- Booster Gold's father. What? And there was there was literally when he when Booster Gold pulls off Supernova's mask and it's literally the that's impossible. I <laughs> oh. literally said that.
1: And he said so he says it can't be.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: And it then they be.
1: added it a scream. But why? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> See for me this for me this book is what I was hoping it would be when I saw the solicitation is that it's basically DC porn. Yeah, yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the touching... <laughs> They're touching on every like seminal moment with the characters we 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 miss. We this issue was Barry Allen. Next issue is going to be Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, so, which I know. thought
2: which I thought was crazy because the, the, because it ended with the next arc and it ends with Booster Gold saying, "Okay, we want to go, um, you know, I want to go save Blue Beetle now," and and Rex Hunter is like, "No or no, Rip Hunter." Right, Rip Hunter, Rip
1: Hunter.
2: the bad guy. Yeah, Rip Hunter, the Time Cop or whatever it is. Um, he goes, "No, we can't do that. First, we need to save because um, Black Canary is not supposed to be in charge of the Justice League. It's supposed to be Barbara Gordon as Bat back Girl." Right. Which is like that could change everything. I know it won't. It's not
1: going to. But yeah. yeah. But still, it's like crazy.
2: So, if this is, crazy. if this is, DC and they're going to undo form, Killing
1: Joke. They're not going to. No, that's why I thought it was crazy. They're going
2: to go back. The next issue is called. It says next Killing Jokes. Like you're gonna go to Killing Joke? Really? That's, a,
0: that's that's a set on Jeff Johns. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know I'm what sure I mean? Is. Like, jeez. Um,
1: if this is DC porn, does that mean World War Hulk was supposed to be Marvel porn? What? Well, because this is this is DC porn because it's hitting the, the the moments in time. You know, mm-hmm. it's going back to the classic moment. This is in this issue they go back to the moment when Barry Allen became the Flash. So you got the reproduction of the classic panel with the uh, chemicals hitting Barry from you know with the cameras behind him. All right, porn, porn, porn. Um, Batman and the Outsiders number one. Talk about porn. Uh, <laughs> Chuck Dix, Chuck Dixon, back on Batman. I needed a cigarette after this. It was so good. <laughs> I, I don't even it. smoke. He's, you know how you know the whole worry. For Mark Wade back in the flash. Yeah, was, I know how that looking. feels. <laughs> um, he Chuck Dixon went right back into it. Wow! It was like slipping on the old suit. Yeah, slipping and, it uh, on. <laughs> <laughs> That's real nice. Do it slowly, Chuff. All right, all right. You know, he does this at work all day long. Um, <laughs> Michael Lark works with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was it was great. It was basically a, a black ops mission where Batman coordinated it from the Batcave, and um, it was featured all the characters, and it was just the, the, I don't you know it's like you, you can't really Batman's a tough character to write, tougher than I think people think to write him well and you can tell when it's not right and sometimes you can't explain why it is but you just know it and just the, the tone was there the, the dialogue was, was right it just felt it felt right
0: let me ask you a question he wasn't
1: he wasn't super angry he wasn't all lighthearted well, I, yeah was, I guess that's it because when Dixon was on it last time Batman
0: was in the most grim of grimitude. So has he lightened him up? A not little? the entire time, though. He wrote it for years. Right. Well, yeah, I know. But sort of the last time that I remember him doing it was at the time where like Batman just no longer knew how to talk to people and he just grunted. Right. So no. I guess he's no. actually kind no, of worried about media. that, like that he would just not have the current one. But I guess Dixon's an old hand.
1: Yeah. He. I mean, he. he, he is there anybody he gets? It's 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 Batman, and it's a good team: Catwoman, Watchman, Hunter, uh, Metamorpho, Katana. Cool. I missed it. I forgot to pick this up. It was really really good. The next issue comes out in two weeks. All right, I'll go check it out. <laughs> Uh, another unexpected really good one Was Teen Titans East special Which I picked up on a whim I wasn't really expecting to buy it But I ended up doing it Judd Winnick was writing it um, It's a one issue special That's leading into the there's a, They're launching a second Titans book Featuring the original Titans And the Marv Wolfman era Titans Basically the new Teen Titans back Does the world Nightwing. need a second Titans book? Nightwing, Flash, Starfire, Wonder Girl,
0: Cyborg was the first, Changeling, Raven Was the first book selling that well? that they were gonna do I don't s- know that's amazing like that would be like amazing if they were like doing a second initiative book
2: I feel like one of those two books are gone in 12 issues
1: yeah, yeah maybe but uh the, 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 the teen titans is the actual teen titans and this new titans book is gonna be the old new titans this
2: is like the last time when the old new titans became the titans you remember that
1: yeah yeah. so this, this issue um, starts off the first path is a flashback to the actual new titans with Robin and Wonder Girl and Starfire and all them The weirdest thing about this issue was, and this is something I have not seen very often, the art from Ian Churchill. um, He drew Dick Grayson with hairy legs.
0: (laughs) See, this is what you get with a fan like Connor that you're not going to get on other shows. Go ahead with this because I really want to hear it. Yeah, I would also like to hear that.
1: It was odd because he's got his short shorts on and you don't ever see him drawn with hairy legs. Kind of it's like at the end of the Robin era. It was just awkward for everybody. Somebody put on pants, pants on that kid. He finally, he finally went through puberty, and it was kind of like watching Wolverine fight in shorts. <laughs> Panties. Yeah. So uh, <sighs> that was odd. Uh, and then the second half was cyborg training a new um, Titans team, and they ended up getting all wiped out and murdered horribly. Uh Hawk and Dove, Power Boy, Lagoon Boy, Son of Vulcan, Little Barda. They all get. They all get masked. Names
2: like names like that. They deserve to be masked. Yeah.
1: Lagoon Boy. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's it. So, I mean, but the, the issue starts off with Cyborg trying to bring back the, t- the new Titans, bring them all together again, and they Is all he- turn down. Um, yeah, because
2: they all- they're afraid he's going to get them killed.
1: <laughs> and so then he says, "I'm gonna make a new team," and then he does, and then they will get killed. So now the next issue is. And
2: they just said, it's "Yeah, see, you're, we
1: see, we were right. We shouldn't have gone with you." <laughs> yeah, so it was really good. Now I'm actually looking forward to the uh, next issue. Finally, the cavalcade of DC ends with Nightwing 138, which is the second part of the resurrection of Ra's Al Ghul. Um, Fabian Nicieza on the writing. Yep. Wow. He defected. Right? He, yeah. He's been on <laughs> uh, for years. Yeah. Don Kramer on art. Ooh, really. Who I think I'm—I might be wrong—but is getting better with every issue if he uh, he draws because he, he was actually really, really good in this one. And Fabian Nicieza should stay on this book because he really gets Nightwing, which is apparently the hardest thing to do in comics. But he—it was a fun story. He got the characters right. Nightwing goes and rescues Robin and Damien from about a thousand ninjas. So there's a huge, just a huge ninja fight between them and basically the four of them fighting thousands of ninjas in the Batcave. Wow. And uh, and I, uh, he just—he got it. He—it wasn't—it wasn't. It wasn't Dick is a hard character to write. He's either he's either a Boy Scout or he's he's like a little Batman. If, you mean and if it's wrong if he's wrong, right? He's either ri- written too far one way or too far the other way. And the, the, the proper way to write him is somewhere right in the middle. Isn't he like a pan though? Uh, like isn't he like just a badass ass hound? No, well, he is. But see, the thing is, he's always written as the guy who is but doesn't realize it. Oh, and that's wrong. You know or I mean, or that's like right. No, that's correct. Like he's the guy that he's the best guy the rumor doesn't realize he is. Oh.
0: Ah, yeah, like, like he's, me.
1: He's, he's, like, like Ron. He,
0: he's money and he doesn't even know it. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Bring it all not, the way back to 1996. Thresh, Mikey. Nice. 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 So um, he was good, and this was a really good one, and uh, that's all I have to say about that. Cool. Because Is he going to stay on the book? I have no idea. All, the, all these all these Raza writers are different. Peter Milligan's yeah. not really a regular writer that's on true. anything. Thank yeah.
2: God. Keep, keep him away. Okay. Moving on.
0: Um, Probably the best single issue I read this week um, Was Fable 67 Which you guys obviously wouldn't have read Um, It's just this big story That's been building for a really long time And every... there's, There's funny this is a really big story it has been going on for months and every time an issue comes back I don't feel the need for a recap it just picks up right where it was it's been a ton of fun I really feel is like is it
1: regularly does it come out on a regular schedule
0: yeah yeah it does it's not late I, it, you know yeah, it's pretty, I, pretty much every four weeks I don't feel like I'm waiting for it very often basically it's just a, the, the frog prince um who was like, you guys would have seen him, he was just a janitor. Since then, he's become like a big leader, badass king, and he's got Excalibur, and he's starting to fight all of the evil hordes of the adversary, and it's just this huge, huge battle that is just building up and building up and building up, and you really get the sense that this first epoch of this book is about to be over, Um, which is sort of what Willingham told us when we talked to him uh, in San Diego, but it's it's just progressing so nicely. Like, it just keeps building it's a long it's epoch. more excited. yeah no, it's fantastic um and then i guess he's got plans to keep it going cuz he was going to end it um this oh, is Oh really he was going to end the series? Yeah no he had an end for it but he realized that that he's got a cash cow in his hands it papa needs a new car he had an end and and he realized that if he left that end for too long it would spoil so he was going to use that end and then just keep telling stories with it yeah. um so this is i think i this is what i feel like this is Really building up Because this feels like This is going to be Like the final confrontation Coming up soon This was just fantastic It was just a great awesome. comic
1: um, I, I'm not afraid to admit That I, I somewhat zone out During your Fables talk Only because I want to Read the book eventually So okay. I don't want to Pick up any Yeah I, I, I was trying to be vague That's fine I was uh, waiting for you To take a breath And then I know To come back in
0: <laughs> anyway. Actually what happens Is he <laughs> mutes his microphone And he goes La 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 la
1: la la <laughs> Ron who wrote The pick of the week Uh Brian Reed Josh, who wrote The Circle? Brian Reed? What's The Circle? Yes! yes. The circle?
0: There it is, Ron. Come on. We came full circle. Oh, nice. With yeah. The Circle. I'm going to tell you what happened this week. Image Comics so circle released... Circle number one, Image Comics. Image Thank Comics you. released two non-superhero, non-supernatural spy books. Uh, one was The Circle and one was Killing Girl number four. One I liked a lot. Well, not a lot. <laughs> But in comparison, um, let's talk about the circle. You know, what? this wasn't the a material. I would say this was a B plus, maybe a B. Yeah, it was Pretty very good. solid. Very solid, but a good starting point. You know, and it's it's, it's I, kind of like okay. he, he's not. He, I don't think Brian Reed has matured yet as a writer. I don't. I don't think he's he knows. He. I don't think he's hit his stride. I don't think he's an expert at this. But this is a book to me Like all the seeds are there You could make a great series out of this And it's just the Like every every week I look for a new book That's coming out That isn't a horror book Or a superhero I don't want to read any more of those For the most part Unless they're amazing So every time Like sort of a real crime Or the spy thing comes out I want to see what can be done with that And so I was really excited to get this Great art Did you Yes Yeah I mean um, Ian Hossfeld Yeah Who was also uh, From the video game world He was like a design artist Or something like that um
1: basically, this is basically it's go ahead. In the country like kind
0: of. Yeah, it is. Um there's there's some spies and there's a whole bunch of intrigue going on and there's a missile train. That's that's basically what we're where we're at right now. Um yeah. and it, you know, I mean,
1: it, it's not it, a lot happened but it's 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 it was really it was, it was it was interesting. It was good. For
0: two guys who have who like don't really have much experience, I mean Brian Reed has got some now, but he's never had his own uh creator own book. Um, and And this guy has never drawn a regular book. I was really impressed it can it can only get better so i 'm going to definitely give him the benefit of the doubt and and hope that this gets better but if you if you 're in the mood for something new or different um this is not a bad place to check
1: yeah and um, another thing that 's good about this book is Brian Reed it shows he 's got more in more in him than just yeah, definitely. Marvel characters, he's also coming out with an image spy book, which is This is a great-looking great. book. I just got to say, like, I love the way this book is drawn. Yeah. Um, it makes I kind of wish this – yeah. the art's kind of the, – the, 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 the only knock on Queen of Country was the art was always all over the place, depending on who was drawing it. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of really great art in that book, but just sometimes because it changed and everybody was just a dude, as we've said before, yeah. it was hard to tell who was who. The color in this obviously helps. Beautifully produced book. Yeah. Um, I would definitely recommend you go pick it up. The other book that came out, Killing Girl Number 4 – um, which we had very high hopes, or very high hopes for, in the first issue. Except for Connor, you didn't really like it. I didn't like it. Okay, I saw the writing on the
2: wall. Talk about a comic
0: book disaster.
1: Listen, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. There was, totally. I picked this up
0: and I looked and I was like, "Wait a minute, that's not Frank Espinosa, is supposed to be the artist on a five-issue miniseries." Yep, and it's a fill-in he, artist.
2: He, he, yeah, he was. Re- he was replaced with issue three, dude. Was he? Yeah, he was. I might
0: have missed issue three. Yeah, I think he did. This was
2: he did he he did two issues and then bailed and then who knows why, but you know, who cares? It's not even worth talking about. There
0: was no, I know, and that's it. But like, it started off with something interesting, and this was just like porn. Yeah. As I, soon as I
2: heard that he left with issue three, I stopped. I didn't oh, did you stop? Two. Yeah, yeah.
0: So. There, see, there are interesting ideas in this that I kind of like, but overall, it is just—it's not good. And now I've—I I've bought four of them. So, ah, uh, <laughs> uh, damn it, Eric Larson owes
2: you money. Oh uh, No, it was—it was, it was uh, that one. God, what a week. I'm exhausted.
0: It's not oh, over. It's not yeah. done.
2: It's not done. But if you—if um, you haven't bought your comics this week yet, or you liked any of the books we talked about, and you live in the New York Metro area. Um, you should head over to Jim Hanley's Universe. Um, it's one of you know one of our country's best, uh, most progressive comic book stores, retailers out there. Jim Hanley's. They've got a great selection of um, comics from superhero comics to uh, indie books to black and white to a little bit of the adult fare. Um, <laughs> they've got it all. Uh, they got a they got a really great in ba- the back. They got a really great mini <laughs> comic. Yeah, that's collection. where
0: I also keep my adult fare as well. <laughs>
2: They got a really great mini comic section, so you should check it out. Um, so go to Jim Hanley's Universe, where art and literature meet. They've got two locations. Uh, the first one's in Staten Island at three two five New Dorp Lane. And their second one is in Manhattan across the street from the Empire State Building on 33rd Street. Um, so go check them out. And if you're online, you can go, go to their webpage at jhuniverse.com or go to MySpace and visit them at myspace.com slash Universe and become their friend and tell them that iFanboy sent you. And even if you shop there, if you go in when you're checking out, just say, hey, I came here because of iFanboy. So.
0: And, and just a, a personal testimonial, like we've done a lot of shows there. Like you've seen, people who come—they had signings. They had Kevin O'Neill, the artist on *League of Extraordinary Gentlemen*, the other night. Like, there's great stuff going on there. And also, if you don't live in the New York area and you want to get something, they have a lot of books and things like that that are hard to find. Yeah,
2: like, and, and they'll ship it to you. They'll—they—they want—they want your money. So. Like
0: those out of—but <laughs> in like a good way. Out of print *League of Extraordinary Gentlemen*. Um, Ooh! Uh, absolute editions. They have a bunch of. them.
1: Shut up! I'm going to buy those. <laughs> they had several. Much so. like the mythical yeti. <laughs> or the um, Loch Ness Monster. There have been many sightings of Scott Pilgrim Volume 4 recently, wow. but only now did it come out.
2: Now, typically, typically, we only talk about the kind of floppy monthly issues that come out. We don't really talk on the show. We don't really talk about the you know, trade paperbacks or graphics. Yeah, I mean, we used to. You know, but um, – well, it's because so much comes out. Anyway, this is kind uh, of an issue. Um. Let's not talk about it in
0: front of the audience.
2: Um, but,
0: no, uh, no, no. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no, this I would. I mean, yeah, uh, I could, uh, It's just it comes out with big. I- what are you talking about?
1: Thought, <laughs> it's a personal I, issue.
2: I, I thought it was guess. a a team issue, and I fanboy issue. No, I uh, would. I I would have. <laughs> I, I,
0: I
1: would have probably picked this. <laughs> it yeah, would have been against the rules. I don't yeah, care com- about
2: the rules because it doesn't come
0: out in issue form.
2: So, so finally, the mythical Scott Pilgrim, volume number four. Which, and and the thing is, Josh, I'm I'm right. Th- I'm kind of with you, Connor. I'm kind of with you. It it, it is kind of an issue because it only comes out in this format. Um, and you know, honestly, I probably would have came close to picking it as well because of all the, of the 97 books I read this week. This is the one I could not put down. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so um I I I was telling Ron, I am I am befuddled by this book. I'm befogied by this book a little bit. I don't know what it is that's good about it. I don't know I don't even know if I like it. I, wait, wait, let me interrupt you for a second. Yeah,
2: Scott, Pil- Scott Pilgrim, Volume Four, called "Gets It Together," written and drawn by Brian Lee O'Malley, published by Oni Press.
0: Correct. Okay. Um, and they co- This is the fourth one. They're about ten. I think they've upped the price a little. Um, this one was, you know, let's say like twelve bucks. Look, it's manga size. Um, I don't. Th- there is no other book like this, and I think the reason that I said I would have picked it is just that. There is nothing this original, and I'm sort of trying to figure out if I thought it was contrived or if I thought it was. It, but it seems like it's completely original and and just like it's just what comes out of this guy. I don't get the sense that there's a lot of effort behind it, and it's just it's just the strangest thing. And it, I almost feel like I'm a little too old to be getting it. Like I'm listening to a band, and I'm too old to be listening to. But it's really, I don't, it's, I don't even want to say it's good, but I think it's good. I think it's. Re- it, what do you
2: think? Uh, I I mean it's to me and I read it I read it and and Josh after, I read it Wednesday night and yeah. then after we talked today I read it again. <laughs> uh, and, and first off I just want to get out of the way how much of a cock tease was the first 5 pages in full color? Yeah. I was like why would you do that to me? It looks so good in full color, but <laughs> but I like it black but I like it black and white too. So it was like anyway, but um I read it again and the thing about it is is that you're right. I don't think there's a lot of effort behind it, and, and, and that's not in like he's not trying hard. But I think it's coming to Brian Lee O'Malley effortlessly. I, no, and, and I, that's yeah. And I, and I think that when this is all said and done, or for whatever reason, this this absolute edition or this you know omnibus or whatever, the full collection is really going to stand as being one of the most. I, honestly, I think one of the most important works of this decade. In that nothing else seems so natural and representative of a generation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Not it's, my you know, generation
2: no well no, i and don't don't worry about that i mean I'm no i'm not, not it's I mean, just
0: it's yeah. there's things in it where it just feels like i'm like these characters are you know a couple of a couple of differences but I, like they would like napoleon dynamite
2: well yeah i mean I, I but the thing but the thing is that i i mean i don't feel the generation but gap that's not important though so i don't yeah, feel that's, I, either. Don't, I don't think no, I know support, that. yeah i know yeah I mean, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I'm not pointing out the generation gap. What I'm pointing out is like, there, there is stuff in this that the, 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 it's all about one main character, Scott Pilgrim, and his life, and how he's, you know, he's in a band, and he's got a girlfriend, and he's got a weird living situation, and he needs a job, and he's just kind of, and, you know, kind of, you know, kind of floating through life, and in this issue, he kind of, as the title says, gets it together. And, It just, while it's very manga drawn and like there's, you know, a lot of video game kind of references and like little kind of like design elements in the storytelling and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, it seems very realistic. And, like, yep. a lot of the dialogue is just, like, I laughed out loud, and I could see us saying some of this stuff to each other.
0: Yeah, well, and then I think that's the strength of it, and that's where, yeah. that's where I
1: say so I you're not even mentioning the craziness.
2: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm avoiding the craziness because the, the parts that are grounded in reality are just so well done yep. that, that it balances the craziness. Because, like we said when I first read the first volume, what, like, now two years ago or a year and a half mm-hmm. ago? It, it takes a left turn. It does,
0: and, and now yeah. we've gotten used to it.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. Like yeah.
0: since then, that first time, you're like, "What the hell?" and you don't know what to think about it. Since then, you take all of this other stuff for granted. Yeah, and then totally. it then it goes away in the story. Like so do they. Like he's yeah. walking to school. The dude comes at him with a sword, chops a bus in half. He runs away from him, and then it's like, "Oh yeah, I got a job." Like it's and
2: the- and, and not, not only is like, "Oh yeah, I got a job," but it's like, "Oh that guy just tried to kill me. I, I got to go to work." <laughs> you know, like it's it's like it's like this reality that that this 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 book takes place in. Yeah, so.
1: Is, is this like, is the most a wildly original book I can think of in in years. And it, and it takes and it might least be a new discovery in years.
2: It, it really takes. is. I really think it's going to be one of the most important comics around. No, you're really right do. because
0: what it does is it's taking the elements of of all of these things. And it's blending them in this way, like like to have manga come together with sort of indie comics, to come together with video game Being culture, it, to come together with young Canadians and
2: and romance and, and
0: chicks making out with each other. Like it's just a music, yeah. yeah,
2: music, yeah, exactly. It's, it it really is a representative of of what's of the times. And I mean like it's funny because you know Josh we were talking before we did the show and you were saying we were talking about the relating aspect but mm-hmm. like for years and Connor can attest to this like like at one point you know he's like when he's peeing there's like a little like kind of pixelated graphic yeah. where it's, like pee and there's a meter and it's going down you know mm-hmm. and like he, he and there's like when he when he does something he gets like a, he gets experience points, experience points. Like but like 3 4 you know for years ever since college and high school I've been like when I was sick I'm like oh I'm down some hit points uh-huh. You know, like I mean, it's that same concept, but I was doing D and D as opposed to video games. You know, and like it's, and, and it, I never really realized that I did that until I see it kind of, you know, serialized in this comic, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, like, and admittedly, it does take the left turn and it's crazy, and there's some weird subspace that exists in his girlfriend's head that allows him to travel around Toronto. I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> I don't, I, don't it, think it doesn't gonna, matter uh, though. No, either. Yeah, because because
0: the other parts are so great, and it's no, just see, I, But the way that you're saying that is that you'd have to discount that, and I don't no, think. No, I'm not. It, I'm
2: not. It totally fits. Yeah, you're right. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't it, mean to discount it. Yeah,
0: so. it worked. You know what I've decided this time is that I really like the character yeah. of yes. Scott Pilgrim, and it, I don't know if I had decided that before. Or whatever. What's funny is that I started this off. I didn't remember a damn thing. But without With very little time going I was like Alright yeah I remember where we were I'm back on track I didn't have to go look At the other book Or anything Well the, the, the first
1: page guide Was really helpful In the beginning Yes yeah, it and was
2: And Brian, Brian Lee O'Malley Is just funny I mean he's got A, a reverent Like in, in the back There's the How to read this comic Kind of like the manga books right. But like about The way we read comics Which was great You know Like, like there's, there's a And there's a Self acknowledgement Or just like There's a lot of There's a lot of Really good, good humor In this I mm-hmm. think and, and, and I think he's using The medium of comics You know like Like when they're On the elevator and the elevate that had the down arrow and the up arrow for whatever direction they were going in, mm-hmm. like I think he's being really innovative. And I've got to give credit to the the store I shop at, the um, dubbed it really well. This is the Harry Potter of comics in, in that everyone's been waiting for it, and when one comes yep. out, people can't get they need to get their hands on it as soon as they can and read it as quickly as possible.
1: Every single every single comment I've seen about it has been I couldn't put this book down, I couldn't stop reading it, I read it so fast, I flew through this book. I read about I've got like a thirty minute commute. To, to and from work I read about three quarters of it on the one trade ride
2: yeah I've, I flew I flew through it I've read it twice already I mean like it's, yeah, yeah
1: so. and it, it was I haven't I haven't read a book in so this long that's made me this excited this happy this um, I was like I was in some sort of joy bubble reading this book you know I, yeah. I was laughing I was excited it took me back to being 20 years old it captures it so well when everything is exciting everything is important everything is every high is super high every low is super low you know He perfectly perfectly captures the 17 to 23 range
0: Yeah. Um, you guys? Have you, have, you, have you
1: read Harry Potter? You haven't, right?
0: No. Yeah, I think you're right, is what I was about to say. As I'm thinking wow. about it and looking through it, because Harry Potter g- grows on you. Like the first yeah. one you read and you're like, that was kind of fun, whatever. And then you read the second one and you're like, and then when you get to the third, fourth, fifth ones, you're like, it's the same thing. Like, I must read this now, immediately. And yeah. at the end you look and there are... A plethora of characters Like there's They're all sitting around A table at the end And you're like Oh I know who all These people are now And they're all different
2: and you care about each one of them, yeah. and it's and it's just amazing. And I, I just I mean, and I've got to I keep going back to the to the dialogue and some of the jokes. I mean, like <laughs> the the I love the running gags, but like you know the you know early in the early in the issue, one of um one of Scott's friends says, you know, if your life was, if your life had a face, I'd punch it in the balls. Yeah. And like that joke pops up later on, like it, it comes back from somebody else. And then like at one point, when um, one of his friends is moving to an apartment and there's a guy with a car with all her stuff, he's like, "Who's this guy?" She's like, "You've met him like four times." <laughs> and like and then. And then like like twenty pages later he's back and Scott Pilgrim's like, Who's this guy? <laughs> because that's happened to us. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I I like no other comic have I felt like I could relate
0: to yep. this book. You know, I uh, love Scott
1: Pilgrim is uh, he's endearingly stupid. yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's exactly it, but it's stupid's it's almost too strong.
1: I love the pay. Extremely like, clueless. Com- yeah,
0: and, and it's kind of like everybody accepts it and it's okay with him. And like it's funny, like Stephen Stills. By the way, they call him Stephen Stills, which is still funny yeah. to me.
1: I love the have that name, Stephen Stills, and young and then young. Uh, young Neil
0: makes guy. me laugh every single time. Right, yeah. But but they but we, I'm sorry, but that that happens too. I mean, I've, no, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I don't know. That. It doesn't though, because I don't have friends with cool nicknames, and that's something that exists in TV space. And everybody wants to have friends with cool nicknames, and we don't.
1: I, I, had in
0: I
2: have friends. With, I have friends. You, with, I mean, like, I have a friend who I say use first and last name whenever I see him, and like, and
0: and people have cool nicknames. I mean, well, yeah. either way, you either have it or you want it. So one way or the other, right?
2: I was or thinking, or, the, or sometimes they don't know they have a nickname, and they when it's used when they're not around,
0: that's just mean. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I loved the I loved the landlord scene in this for some reason. Yeah, like yeah. they just they were alluding to it for pages and pages. He scares me, and they show the guy and his face the whole time is just a, a sneer. Just he's just sort of got his eyes narrowed at them, and it, it's just it was. It's relentless. Like the there's no there's not one point in this book where I don't even think I would have the ability to be like, oh, that was stupid. Like it doesn't happen. Yeah, it yeah. just keeps moving forward and and just so it, it's it's really good. But it took me a while to figure out. It, I don't know why it's good. Yeah, but I think it's just because it's so fresh. I suppose.
1: God, that sounded cheesy. <laughs> but it is. It is. But I mean, it's, yeah, it's true. Yeah. There's nothing else like it. It's really well written. The art's great. I mean there's nothing bad about this book. And even the, the, the dating stuff, you can totally relate to being 20 years old and having – the 23 years old, having the girl you love. but then this other girl shows up and she's hot and you're 23 and you just – you don't know what to do. And you know, it's like mm-hmm. – and then there's ninjas. <laughs> maybe like, that was just me. I don't
2: know. Yeah, and, and it's just – I mean it's just so – I mean it's just so good. I mean like the like when Scott's girlfriend wants him to take off the wristbands that he's wearing and then like literally like 50 pages later – in a scene, you don't even know. You don't even notice that he has it on. She's just like, "I thought we weren't doing that." Yeah, like and I was <laughs> like, you know, like it's just like it's totally like I. You could you could close your eyes and see yourself in this world until the crazy samurai swords break. But back.
1: even but even that like there's a scene where he's fighting. He's got a basically the, the crazy conceit is he's to win to win his girlfriend. He has to defeat her seven exes, which you find out aren't all ex boyfriends in this one. Yeah. And um, there's a scene where he's fighting one, and he doesn't have a weapon and he pulls a sword out of his chest when he realizes he, he really is in love with, with, with the girl Ramona and it's, Scott has earned the power of love and that was like a great scene yeah, you, like, was, you, yeah. you, feel, you feel excited and happy for him and even even in the crazy fantastical elements of it, there's still some great emotional, true life <laughs> stuff. And I, I love how it's that's, that's just a representation of re- of realizing and accepting that you love someone.
2: And I, and I love how it's broken up in the chapters, and the chapters mm-hmm. go back to volume one. And I love a lot of the devices, like in this issue, we he the ellipsis is a brand new device that he uses way more, which I thought was great to just to, to get across silence. Yeah. You know, and to get across that like awkward beat, that pause, like he's sitting on the couch and he just looks at somebody, and then the, then it goes to the next panel and the person reacts. You know, like it, it, I, the lettering's I
0: mean, just, actually really good in this, in that sense, yeah. because they're yeah. like you'll have word balloons with the regular stuff, and then there'll be sort of sideways, ba- you know, like 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 tiny word balloons in the background and things like that. There's yeah. just and- he the gets pacing it across is, really well. And pacing. the pacing is excellent.
2: Well. Yeah, yeah. The pacing is amazing. Yeah. So
0: we could go on and on, I think, for a
2: whole podcast about yeah. this book. But yeah, so if you haven't checked out Scott Pilgrim, only press, go back to volume one, get up to volume four, you'll finish it in an hour, trust us. And you'll go back and you'll read it six more times. So, uh, yeah, he, um, he,
0: he has not dropped the ball. Not. It's only gotten better, which is I think pretty impressive. So, so in yeah, so that was two thousand eleven, usually... you can have the next one.
2: Yeah, that's the only sad thing is that it takes him forever to put it out. This is supposed to come out in the summer, right? It wasn't supposed to be out by San Diego. Yeah. Right. In fact, he, didn't he not go to a convention because he had to stay home to work on it? Yeah. Yep, I remember that. One of that. the cons. I remember that. Yeah, so. Oh, well. So, um, so that was in, that was in lieu of our email and voicemail segment. But if you have, want to talk to us about Scott Pilgrim or tell us about this week's comics, you can email us at contact@fanboy.com or call us at one eight 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 fanboys three two six two six nine seven. And make sure to keep the voicemails under thirty, 30 seconds or under.
1: Netflix has over seventy five thousand movie titles So with no late feeds You put them all on a list on the website, and you they send you the top however many, and then you watch them, send them back. Free shipping both ways, fast delivery. And if you go to www.netflix.com slash ifanboy, you can get a two-week free trial from Netflix. <sighs> <This is a laughs> tough
2: week. So um, if you um, are listening to this podcast for the first time and don't know who we are, go to ifanboy.com and check it all out. Um, that's where you can read my review of Captain Marvel as well as what all the, the other folks in the iFanboy universe read and liked this week as well as we've got a great uh, great blog posts and um, articles and stuff like that It did a, a big write up on Marvel's new digital comic uh, application uh, go check that out mm. so iFanboy.com
1: go to iFanboy.com slash store you can find all the books we talk about on the video show every week as well as um, our three recommendations all across all media so DVDs and movies and uh, you know uh video games all that stuff stuff the kids like uh it's all there at ifanboy.com/store speaking yeah. of a video show
0: uh you mentioned yes. that uh every saturday in the afternoon the uh video show shows up on our website not at revision3.com/ifanboy um you will have if you're listening on sunday the show that just came out this past saturday was the follow up to um to the tote bag tote challenge bag. Um, so you'll find out what we liked and what we didn't like and, and whether anybody did good or not. Uh, next week, y'all best best slap leather and rustle up their partner, or something or other. <laughs> yeah, what did that man say? I do not understand. I know that they had chaps. That's very nice.
1: <laughs> if you want an Fanboy t-shirt, you can go to jinx.com slash iFanboy Got them there. That they say, "I fanboy the front, intern on the back." to an intern nation. You can send a picture of yourself in wearing the shirt to i fanboy and to jinx.com. If you send us a jinx, they will send you free stickers. And who doesn't like stickers?
2: And keep in mind, the holidays are coming. So i fanboy.com/store, jinx.com/i fanboy. Give your friends ifanboy give i fanboy stuff.
1: I think should, I think you should give your mom i fanboy t-shirt. I will. That's all I'm done That's all I'm saying. Not you. Run everyone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to see moms across the land wearing iFanboy Fanboy T-shirts. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah, there's various places we can be your friend on
0: MySpace.com slash I or ComicSpace.com slash I, or Verb, or Facebook, or <laughs> I got I was like I was losing it, and I just decided why not? You could go to Twitter.com slash iFanboy or we all have, three have Twitter accounts, which we are we Twitter. We twit. Yes.
1: yes. Uh, if you like the show, you said you can write a review on iTunes for both this audio show and the video show, and uh, better that better than that, you can tell your friends, tell your comic store pals, tell your comic store owners, spread the word.
2: If you dig I Fanboy in general and you like what we do and you want to see more of it um you can go to uh, ifanboy.com slash donations and you could uh throw a little money our way help us out with our bills um we got a lot of good stuff coming for you in 2008 um trust us you'll enjoy it and a lot of it is because of some of you have been so generous so we thank you very much so that you was said that before, show. and it
0: became the video show and i'm just like what is it now what are we gonna have to do oh no <laughs> it's animation actually josh <laughs> <laughs> i come to your house and clean it's <laughs> iFanboy fanboy in 08 oh, make right. your drapes shine
2: <laughs> so until until next week
0: You all better go read Scott Pilgrim I'm Ron I'm Connor Yeah I'm Michael Lark <laughs> oh, This poor joke doesn't make any sense But I can tell you it's gonna come back
2: <laughs> poor, poor Michael Lark
0: Yeah <laughs> He draws realistically is the thing I thought you were Michael Lark he, but he, he also talks about himself in the third person sometimes Because ladies love that <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh.